Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Starline by award-winning author, journalist, TV host. He's been called the Julia Child of Barbecue. His international bestseller, celebrating 25th anniversary, the Barbecue Bible has been updated and needs to find a place in your home. We welcome back our friend, Barbecue Pitmaster, Stephen Reichlin. Pleased to uh, be on the show. Thank you. Stephen, let's go beyond the mic. Last time we talked, we chatted about grilling vegetables. Now you've brought out the whole kitchen sink with the Barbecue Bible. Over 500 recipes, countless lessons, and enough stamps on a passport to make your airline frequent flyer provider to beg for mercy. Was there a country or place you wanted to include, but it wasn't safe for you to visit for this book? You know, there was, as a matter of fact, and it was the Republic of Georgia in the Caucasus Mountains. And I had my ticket. I was all set to go there. And then war broke out. Uh, Russia invaded uh, Georgia. I guess we should have uh, seen the telltale signs then. And so I had to cancel my trip, was unable to uh, to uh, visit Georgia. But I did find several Georgian restaurants in Brighton Beach, New York. And so, um, you know, you'll read about uh, Georgian recipes in the uh, book, but sometimes politics interfere with barbecue. I've always thought that if we could just sit world leaders down to a good barbecue, maybe that would promote world peace. At any rate, maybe I'm a dreamer. I'm all for that. Barbecue for peace. Okay. The Barbecue Bible is a master's course in cooking shrunk into 556 pages. How many pages was the initial draft? Oh, boy. Uh, certainly over a thousand. And uh, at one point, you know, I just kept writing and writing and writing because there's so much to say about the subject. And at one point, my editor said to me, stop, pull, uh, you know, back then it was a typewriter, not a uh, uh, computer, said stop. Whatever, wherever you are, just pull the paper page out of uh, of your typewriter and call it a day. So, uh, but I've uh, I've reprised many of those ideas in subsequent books, like Project Fire, uh, Planet Barbecue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My favorite recipe in the book was the scallops kebabs with the pancetta, lemon, and basil. How did you whittle down the recipes to lucky ones, and which one was your favorite child? Uh, favorite child, man, that's a tough one to, uh, that's a tough one to say. Uh, I can tell you some of my favorites in the book, uh, starting with a very simple recipe from Spain called tomato bread. And you take uh, a French bread, you grill slices of French bread until they're nice and toasty. And then you give everybody a half clove of garlic and a half tomato. And you rub the garlic and tomato into the bread and then drizzle a little olive oil, salt and pepper on it. Super simple, but it's uh, also a super fun recipe because it's participatory. Uh, in the main course uh, arena, I really like a uh, recipe called Steak from Hell. Uh, it's a simple grilled steak grilled over uh, uh, mesquite wood fire. The hell part comes from the uh, chile de arbol salsa. And there's a funny story with it. I was uh, in Oaxaca doing my research and I had consulted with the local tourism board. And of course they sent me to some God awful tourist restaurants. And finally I said to my taxi driver, where do you go to eat barbecue? You know, where do you go? And he took me to this place that was a little more than a tumble down shack, big stack of mesquite wood outside, uh, the meat at room temperature. But, uh, man, when I tasted that steak from hell, that was about as, that was about as good as it gets. You've cooked cactus, veggies, and so much food from around the world. Stephen, have you ever had someone grill you something for you and you just had to go, eh, I'm going to pass? Um, uh, yeah, yes and no. That's a, I mean, that's a very good question. Uh, 
I do eat everything. I'm pretty uh, omnivorous. I have, tra- you know, when I was traveling for Barbecue Bible, you know, I ate uh, I ate crickets. I ate uh, I ate termites uh, down in uh, Uruguay and uh, Argentina. They have something called choto, which are uh, lamb's little intestines uh, rolled uh, rolled around and grilled. That's actually pretty good. I think the strangest thing I ever ate was something called kokoretsi in Greece, and it's uh, it's a lamb's let's it's brains, lungs, liver, spleen, you name it, any inner. Uh, uh, wrapped up in intestines and grilled. It's sort of like haggis on the grill. I did taste it, gamely. Uh, it was better than I thought, but <laughs> that is not something that I would willingly eat again. Stephen Reichlin, author of The Barbecue Bible, joins us beyond the mic for the Rocky Nate. It's just eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind, Stephen. There is no pressure. You have your star grill by Stephen Reichlin on Wind Star Cruises. But I want to know, where's your favorite port of call? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I really love Barcelona. Uh, in Spain. Uh, you know, Barcelona, fantastic seafood, uh, a tradition of tapas bars, um, eating standing up, uh, great pork products. Uh, so off the top of my head, I would say that. How long was the longest ride you've taken on your bike this year? And where was it? The longest ride on my bike this year was over to Key Biscayne. I live down in Miami. Uh, it's not a bad ride since Miami's virtually flat, except there's a very tall bridge that separates Key Biscayne from uh, Miami. And uh, once you've ridden over that, you really know you've uh, you've done it. Favorite of all your barbecue mystery boxes from BBQ University? Oh, boy, that's a great question. Lamb ribs, hands down, uh, came on the set and uh, uh, lifted the box. It was lamb ribs. I smoked them on a big green egg. I did a Middle Eastern uh, spice rub and served that with a yogurt sauce on pita. And uh, it was, it was uh, you know, can still taste it today. Stephen, when you retire at the top of your game as king of the BBQ, who's that person that's going to take over the reins from you? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you know, Aaron Franklin in the world of smoked meats and especially smoked brisket is a uh, legend in his own right. There is a social media influencer uh, named Derek Wolf and another one. Uh, uh, Derek has a, uh, a page called uh, uh, Cooking Over the Fire. And David Olson, another one of Live Fire Republic. I think these, these guys have a lot to say and they're working in a, you know, what for me is a new medium. But uh, if you don't follow them already, you should follow them. Okay. What are your favorite three sides for every picnic? Uh, potato salad, and of course I smoked the potatoes before making that. Uh, coleslaw, and of course I smoked the cabbage before making that. And grilled corn, you know? I mean, there's nothing like the high, dry heat of, uh, of the fire to bring out the sweetness of corn. When was the last time you went sailing on your boat, the Barbacoa? Uh, two days ago. I had woken up at 4 o'clock in the morning to try and get caught up in my work, and about 4 o'clock I looked at my wife and I said, Honey, I just have to get out away from my computer for a couple hours, took a beautiful sail out on the bay, uh, actually just practicing my man overboard maneuvers. But, uh, you know, I love sailing because it completely disengages you from everything but sailing. For Steak Sunday, how do you like a ribeye cooked? And then what about prime rib? Okay, so uh, ribeye, uh, just over a hot wood fire. I've got a beautiful wood burner uh, from the uh, Kalamazoo Grill Company. Uh, and uh, cook over oak for a uh, 
a prime rib, I like to use the rotisserie. And I do what I call smoke tisserie cooking. It goes on the rotisserie, but I also toss wood chunks on the coals, so I'm both smoking and spit roasting at the same time. You've done it all, even cooking on a shovel. But what's the one thing you still want to try and do? Oh, boy. Um, that's a toughie because I really feel like I have uh, grilled just about everything. Uh, Got to get back to it. I, I was about to say ice cream, but I smoked ice cream in my Project Smoke TV show. Uh, I was going to say sushi, but of course there's a sushi uh, called tataki where you quick sear the tuna on the outside, leave it blood rare in the center. Yeah, so um, I got to get back to you on that one. It's time for one big question with Stephen Reichlin, author of The Barbecue Bible Beyond the Mic. Stephen, if you could help people with one tip that would fix 99% of the mistakes most barbecue chefs make, what is it? Uh, I think it's overcrowding the grill grate, to be honest with you. Uh, And, you know, see zealous grillers who... uh, uh, but by the way, most of whom have the Y chromosome, you know, fill every square inch of your grill. I always leave 30% of my grill food free. That way, if I get a flare up, if something starts to burn, I've got room to maneuver. I can move it over to my safety zone. He wants to visit the Republic of Georgia, but then war broke out. He loves Barcelona and sailing. He has a PhD in BBQ and wants you to read the Barbecue Bible. Stephen Reichlin, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you. Great interview and grill on. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic Shortcut.